Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 220, and it is Tuesday, October 6th, 2020. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's going on, everybody? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'ams. We are back uh, after, you know, we took took last week off. You know, we wanted to chill for a bit, catch up on some things. And now we're back. We have a few things that we'll get into. Um, some stuff that we've been watching or, you know, been playing and whatnot. Uh, you know, you know how we do here. We're just going to, you know, make the most of this discussion on this Tuesday evening. Uh, you know, 2020 is almost over. Sweet. Uh, yeah. Jesus. Well, uh, let's uh, let's not be too hasty uh, in want, in seeing this year wrap up. It all depends on who wins in November, and uh, I hope I hope people do not vote for another four years of this, because if we get another four years of this, you know, we are truly fucked. And we are. I'll just end it all. Yeah. Just end it. Yeah. Just you know, I mean, I mean, it's bad enough that that other countries have banned us from traveling there to other nations. So you know, we may have to ironically, you know, illegally sneak into other nations just to escape this hellfire and brimstone, you know, this pestilential uh, uh, nation uh, that is the U.S. of A. Oh, okay. We'll keep up with this vocabulary, Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> you know, I mean, l- listen, listen. We are having a really bad year. I am in no mood. This, today, this year is the worst year on record. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, it's like, is he really quoting the exact me? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, Stephen A. Smith. Um, I know. Is is he still hating on your beloved Cowboys? Yep. That's... And I'm hating on him too. We are garbage right now. T- typical, yeah. I mean, you are the Cowboys after all. First of all, you can kiss my ass, okay? But <laughs> yeah, this week was embarrassing. Like, ooh, embarrassing. How embarrassing? We gave up 49 points to the. Fucking Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Almost had a shot to win, and, and then we just fucked it up at the end. 49 points. 49 points. Wow. Wow. Good. Like, our defense is trash. Our offense is good. I'm, hmm. I'm uh, give it to our offense. We, do, we don't show up until the fourth quarter, but hmm. our offense is good. Like, I have Dak Prescott on my fantasy league, and he's straight on my fantasy team, hmm. and he's freaking killing it for me. Rest of my team, not so much. But, mm. like, Jesus. I'm like, you, okay, you're showing that you're worth what you're asking for, for, you know, to renew your contract. But, damn, like, our defense is garbage. And I'm just, I'm already saying it because I know every, our, everybody else is going to be saying it for me. Mm-hmm. Everybody else has been saying it for me. But, yeah, she was embarrassing. Yeah. It's embarrassing, but you know, this is lo- it's it's loyalty. I've been a fan since I was I was a kid. I'm gonna die a fan. You know, I'm not gonna be like one of those established 2001 motherfuckers who are kind of inching away, but looking in Tampa Bay's direction.
direction. <laughs> a lot. Oh, hmm. Oh, yes, those uh, precious bandwagoners, the Tom Brady worshippers. Uh, it's still how about from Cowboys. I mean, uh, I mean. Just, I will always say it to the day I die. As a lifelong loyal fan that I have made the commitment I have made since I was seven, eight years old and still right. going strong, you, you got to do it. You just got it's You got to do it. But, but Carl, I mean, all these years, aren't you disappointed that your loyalty has not been rewarded at all for the past, like, 20-something years? Yes, but, you know, it's just still part of it because there will be a time. I don't know if it's this year. Maybe all of a sudden we're just going to wake the fuck up nah. next year. But when it does happen, you're not gonna want to record this podcast <laughs> you might as well just turn on the obs and just say carl go because oh i'm gonna talk my shit and it's gonna be well deserved well <laughs> well you know it's fun to dream it's fun to have goals you know it's fun to have uh, uh, uh imagination but you know it's gonna happen kiss my ass it's 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 not carl you know, the it's last. Gonna the, it's not gonna happen this year. I mean, I'm already. Yeah, it's I'm not, already like, just yeah. Yeah, this. I'm already throwing in the towel. Yeah, th- yeah, throwing the towel this year, throwing the towel next year, throwing the towel for this whole decade. To be honest, you not know. Because no, you're just asking too much now. I mean, I mean, you I mean you and I know that the last time that the Cowboys won a championship yeah. was when Biggie and Tupac were still alive. You yep. know, the last time they won, Sega was still making consoles, you know? Yes, I know. Trust me, I, I know all of this. I know all of this, but it's just, if I if I legit leave the team, mm-hmm. then I'll just be like those established 2001 motherfuckers. Not necessarily. I mean, I'm sure. Yes, you... necessarily. I'll be just like, I will be bandwagon jumpers. Yes, I said it. I've been saying it since 2001. And I'm going to keep saying it. But, well, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Brady left the team now. Yeah. He did leave the team. This is when the true mother... This is when you really start showing. And trust me, I've seen some Brady Bucks jerseys up here. Ooh. Already. Bra- oh, man. Brady so, Bucks oh, yeah. yeah, when me... When, um, Brian went, when Brian and I went to the... Um, to the any the New World Wrestling Extreme event, yep. the first one that we went to back in August, we already saw it. Hmm. Yeah. Already saw already saw a Brady jersey, Brady hmm. Bucks jersey. Ah, yeah. They they can't get enough of their boy, their god, their idol. You know. They're watching. Yeah, they're just watching the ex. It's just they're watching their ex boyfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they still love. Yeah, they watch. They're st- they're stalking him on social media. You know, they're seeing that he's you know doing better for himself, and they can't take it. <laughs> oh but, man! But enough about that. Yeah, yeah. And enough about that. I I got my rant. I got my rant. I said what I had to say, and then I'm still gonna. I'm still doing my. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm having a little like trouble here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and 
as you're currently sharing the episode with people. Uh, yeah, um, I'll I'll get into you know a bit of bit of what I've been up to, what I had going on like the past week or so. Um, let's see. Uh, as of you know, as of now, I'm still still watching Lovecraft Country. Um, I actually um, I'm actually waiting until um, the October 18th season finale so I can like marathon the rest of the episodes, the second half of the season. Um, I, I'm I, yeah. So don't tell me any spoilers. Don't tell me what's going on. I didn't see it any. I didn't see it either. Yeah. That's why okay. I'm telling you. That was, that's why I was getting. Sorry, yeah. I was about to interrupt, but I'm like, don't spoil it. Yeah. Do so, not spoil it for me. Yeah, we, we're in the same boat, so I'm just going to wait till Marathon the rest of the uh, second half of the show. Um, but I'm but I'm really liking what I'm seeing with Lovecraft Country. Um, let's see. Also, uh, some other stuff. Um, I've actually been listening uh, for the past uh, uh, week, week and a half, uh, to a brand new album uh, by one of uh, hip-hop's most legendary groups, Public Enemy. Um, they actually went. They actually returned to Def Jam, you know, which was the which is the house that they helped build, and they released an album a, a couple weeks ago called "What You Gonna Do When the Grid Goes Down," and it's a it's a it's a banging album. I really like it. It's uh, it's their first album in 22 years on Def Jam. Uh, the last album on Def Jam was the soundtrack to He Got Game in '98, um, and then they. Yeah, and then they released a slew of independent albums, you know, since then, uh, from 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 like the from '99 till now, but yeah, they're back on Def Jam Recordings, uh, the house that they the the house that they helped build, and uh, their 15th album, which you're gonna do when the grid goes down, it's actually really good. Um, they still got it; it's still relevant as ever. You know, Public Enemy, they've always been one of the, one of the most uh, socially relevant, socially conscious groups in hip-hop and in all of music um so they have this so they're talking about you know contemporary things uh that we're going through uh in 2020 you know such as um one of their tracks called uh grid featuring cypress hill you know talking about you know what ha- what are you gonna do you know with if there's no social media you know you know if we have to go back to basics to the pen and the pad uh you know what happens when the algorithm doesn't control you what are you gonna do uh, how do you look at yourself as a person um, they also have their anti-Trump uh, anthem called "State of the Union." Shut the fuck up. Um, uh, That's such a great title. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh yeah. It's a um, great title. Oh yeah, it is, and it's produced by DJ Premier. You know, you know, uh, um, orange hair, fear the comb over. Um, they also have a. Is that a an actual title of a song, or is it? Oh, like. Oh, it's a lyric. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Um, they also have they also ha- uh, have two uh, uh, two remixes of their classic tracks. Uh, one was one is called Public Enemy Number One W O N, uh, featuring uh, uh, Mike D and Ad Rock for the Beastie Boys in the intro, and Run DMC. So PE and Run DMC team up on Public Enemy Number One. They use they use like a a, a, a remix of the same beat. And it's really, it's really good. It's like, damn, man, this is taking me back. It's like 2020 is going back to 1987. It's like everything's changed, but nothing's changed. And it's still as relevant as ever. And also another great track on there is Fight the Power 2020 Remix. Exact same beat, but it's also got uh, Nas, Rhapsody, Black Thought, uh, Jahi, YG, and Questlove on the track. Um, they all drop verses. Um, they all, they give, they give shout outs to, you know, um, you know, uh, Breonna Taylor, um, let's see, George Floyd, you know, it's spe- really speaking truth to power nowadays. Um, 
Yep. Uh, they also have another track, Toxic, uh, which is which is pretty good. Yeah. So PE, man, they're still still dropping knowledge. They're still you know speaking truth to power. You know what we got to say? Power to the people, no delay. You know, make everybody see in order to fight the powers that be, man. And and you know, you know, especially nowadays, man, we do need a group like PE, and I'm glad that they're back. You know, on Def Jam, you know, um, the house that they helped build, and you know, they're they're still making room for you know the current generation, and they're still proving that they still got it. So definitely check out their album, uh, What You're Gonna Do When the Grid Goes Down. It's on Spotify. Um, I've also been listening to uh, PE's other albums uh, on Spotify as well. So you know, been been listening to that on my commute. So it's been pretty cool. Um, a long commute. Yeah. Probably finished one album, one trip. Yeah, like two actually, ninety minutes. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it, I mean, I'm used to it. It's not bad, you know. Um, you do, but it's just damn, your mileage, that gas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, you know, which 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 what you gonna do, you know? But but I'm still saving saving money in the long run, you know. I'm actually, you know, you know, actually finally for the first time chopping down debt, so I'm actually making headway there. <laughs> I mean, if I was paying rent, then I'd be like, oh, shit, man. <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah, besides Public Enemy, um, I've also finally finished Orange is the New Black on Netflix. I finally watched seasons six and seven. Um, uh, I, I will say, uh, no spoilers, of course. Um, okay. if, if you remember, uh, season five is where I, we both left off, where they, where, you know, they, they had the prison riot, and then both they... they the Litchfield got split up. One went to a maximum security prison. No, others went elsewhere. Um, the last two seasons, they do, they do, they do, they do take place at that maximum security prison, and uh, so you see other characters and you know how they develop and how their stories resolve. Um, I will say that this series wrapped up very nicely. Um, it it was it was a satisfying finale um, that that really had such strong payoffs. Um, unlike some other shows that were way overhyped, um, we're not. We, we yeah, know. Yeah. We know. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Um, I will say that the 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 final episode made me cry. Um, there was there was one there was one scene that really hit me that really hit my heart, and I was like, man, like I was my eyes were welling up, and I had to just wipe the tears away, cause it cause it was so well done. Um, I really love the, where the, these characters are going. Where Tasty, you know, Black Cindy, you know, and, and Flocka, uh, Piper, Piper Chapman, and Alex. Their storyline is pretty interesting. Blanca, her story, man, she goes through it, and I won't say anything more. Uh, Tiffany Doggett, aka Pensatucky, um, uh, Maria. Uh, the, yeah, the, their story, their stories are real interesting. Crazy Eyes, of course. Um, yeah, uh, I, I will say that there's one character who's a total fucking dick. Um, his name is Hellman, and he definitely earns his name because he looks like he he looks like he looks like a true like all lives matter, blue lives matter type douchebag. And uh, yeah, fuck he's that. Named after fucking mayonnaise. We expect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 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 living that mayo life, man. And fuck that guy. I really hate his character. He. He, in some ways, he's he's worse than um, Piscatella, yeah. And Piscatella was a real shithead. I hated that character so much. Dude, he was an asshole in the office. Oh yeah. Oh, the same character who played Piscatella. 
Yeah, the same. Yeah, the same actor. Yeah. Oh. Uh, whose name I forget. He was actually a football player too. Oh wow. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. But um. But. But yeah, um, but yeah, the the show Orange Is the New Black it wrapped up last year. Um, it it wraps up really nicely. Um, it touches on like you know it, it does hit a little differently now. You know with all the police uh, protests going on. So watching this, it's like, so my my antipathy towards law enforcement already is already at an all time high. And watching this show and seeing the shit that they pull off, it's like, uh, you motherfuckers. So so yeah, Orange Is the New Black, love it, love it. It's in my top ten shows, favorite shows. In the last 20 years um I, I do have a ranking list of, of favorite shows well tv shows that i've completed both t- uh, uh series and mini series but orange is the new black is in my top 10 thank goodness whereas the other show written by D we don't we don't we don't we don't it's 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 in the it's it's in the last place last place it's in the bottom rung come here it's in the bottom rung okay Come here. All right. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. But, but yeah, Orange is the New Black. If you haven't finished it, please finish it. If you haven't watched it, please watch it. It's it's well worth your time. Um, and lastly, uh, a show that I absolutely recommend um, is Watchmen on HBO, which is a nine-episode miniseries. When you can see, you can see my uh, background right. there. Uh, with explains a lot yes uh watchmen on hbo i watched all nine episodes last saturday so i finished them all in one day you had absolutely nothing to do nope all my week my weekends are totally free (laughs) so yeah i started early in the morning um i took like a quick like food break and then i watched the rest of it and i gotta say it's a mini series and i'm glad it is because this this is a this is this is an exceptional series, and I I'm really glad that I um, I was I managed to watch it like a year after all the hype died down. Um, I was still I was still in my fuck TV f- uh, phase for you know that show for the you know that other HBO show that let us all down. But but Watchmen, thankfully thankfully it it, it brought us back to the light. Uh, Watchmen, um, it's a sequel, it's actually a sequel to the graphic novel, uh, to the original series by Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. It takes place 34, 35 years after, uh, the events of the original Watchmen, and it actually takes place in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is the site of the 1921 uh, Tulsa Massacre, uh, which took place in Black Wall Street, or the Greenwood Uh District, and, um, and the show, like, the first episode opens up with the the, the Tulsa massacre, like you see what's was what, what happened, um, and it's devastating too, and and it, and it sets up like the uh, um, uh, the the tone for the rest of the show. Um, Damon Damon Lindelof, he was the showrunner, uh, and he actually co-wrote each of the nine episodes with different writers, like different uh, writers, black writers, w- w- women women writers, and and that sort of thing. And and I really liked the intentionality behind that setting of Tulsa because like it shows that like. You know the past isn't even the past isn't even past. You know, and as as, uh, as uh, William Faulkner said, he says the past is never dead. You know, it isn't even past. And even Doctor Manhattan, at the end of the original Watchmen, he said to another character, "Nothing ever ends." And it's really true because you see, like, what happens after the events of Watchmen, where um, there's this group, there's this white supremacist group called the Seventh Calvary. And the Seventh Cavalry, they took their cues from Rorschach, so they actually wear the Rorschach masks 
and they have eye holes cut in them. So they're basically a modern KKK, and they're trying to, and they're a, they're a complete a white supremacist terrorist group, and they're killing cops. And the cops, um, you know, to protect themselves, they actually, all of them have to wear masks. So their real names and their, their identities aren't revealed to the public. And so Regina, and so Regina King, uh, she plays a character named Angela Abar, and uh, and her alter ego is this uh, fighting nun named Sister Knight. So she fights in this nun costume. So she spray paints her eyes black. She wears a she wears like a, a mask that covers the rest of her face, and she's kicking ass in the streets. And uh, and and the show and the show uh, begins with like uh, uh, the murder of one of her friends. And she has to investigate, you know, investigate the the reason as to why her friend was murdered. And uh, the, the the show also stars Louis Gossett Jr. Um, Don Johnson is in it. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson. He plays a really interesting character named Looking Glass. Uh, also, his name is his real name is Wade Tillman, but he's basically like a, a human lie detector. And so like he wears like he wears a he wears a mask that completely covers his face. But it's like completely of a has like reflective material, so like when he's when he's looking at you, like he can tell if you're lying or not, and and his character is like really interesting. His his origin story is like pretty pretty fascinating to watch. Um, you have um, Yahya Abdul Mateen the second. He was he was Black Manta in Aquaman. Uh, he plays okay. uh, this character named Calvin Abar, who's uh, Regina King's character's husband. Um, you got Jeremy Irons. He's in it. He plays um, Adrian Veidt or Ozymandias, an older version. Um, Jean Smart is in it. She plays Laurie Blake or Silk Spectre. She plays an older version of that character. And there's, an, and there's another interesting character, too, um, Hong, played by Hong Chow, this Vietnamese woman named Lady True. And she's like a trillionaire who has her own reasons for getting involved in Tulsa. And it's, it's, a, it's an excellent series. Um, it's got like outstanding world building. Um, I really like how they managed to um, uh, cr- manage to like not only uh, cr- continue the universe of Watchmen, but also create its own self-sustained universe. So you don't have to actually read uh, the original uh, series, the original miniseries, to get into the show. But if you do, your experience will be that much richer for it. Um, with all the like little references and uh, ties to the to the um, to the original, um, I really like the this exploration of of race and racism, um, and and police, and um, and just and just how like and just how like you know history, you know still affects the present. So like history is not like something that like just is not far is like far removed from real from today. Like no like people like we still like we we have parents that are older. Or just as old, or just as old than you know the civil rights movement, for example, when when Jim Crow came to an end, and so that should tell you that you know that the present, that the past is still with us, especially on a racial racial perspective. And Watchmen really explores that in a in a in a deep, meaningful way. And and I gotta tell you, man, like this is something that you should absolutely go out of your way to see. Um, it's 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 nine parts. This this so it's a self-contained story. Um, it, it and 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 I will say that the final shot. Oh man, the final shot really made me grin. I was like, man, okay, this is how you wrap up a series. So yeah, Watchmen, HBO, nine nine episodes. Please watch it. It's on HBO Max, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I do have to correct you on one thing, though. What's up? You addressed Regina King's name right as the Emmy Award winning. Uh huh. 
Regina King. Yep, that's Sorry. right. Yeah, she won an Emmy for for the show. Yeah, she won. She she rightfully won an Emmy uh, for her performance in the show, and like her character is just fascinating. And when you see her relationships to another character, whom whom I won't you know spoil, like you'll be like, wow, man, that that is incredible. And Aaron Aaron Ferguson, you know of uh, Pop Stew, he's in the chat with us. Okay. Um. Yep. Um. Yes, I agree. Watchmen should be taught in colleges. There should. Be, I, I can see a college class dedicated to breaking down, you know, all the themes in each episode of Watchmen because it is that type of show. It's. It's just, like, it, it. It has so many layers to it. Like from a from a race perspective, from just a world building perspective, the acting perspective. Like Regina King, like she's just amazing. Like Emmy Award winner, Oscar winner, and this is like some of her best work. Um, what? Yeah, like you did. You did review the movie that she won an Oscar before. Yes, um, if Beale Street could talk. Stand by our girls or something like that. Oh no, if Beale Street could talk. Regina King won that. Yep, yeah, she was in that. She won. She won Best Supporting Actress. Yeah. So what was the movie? Something about like our girls or something. I remember you reviewing. Oh, support the girls. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Yeah, uh, support. Actually, that that wasn't Regina King. That was Regina Hall. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But um. But 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 yeah. But yeah. Watchmen. Um. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Um. Even if you're not familiar. Even if you haven't read the original, like I said, you can still watch the show. And because it's its own self-contained story, it has its own characters. But like your experience will, will be richer if you do read the original series first and then you watch the show. But yeah, but yeah, it's 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 a work of art. All right. Well, I actually caught up with something, and just finished. Uh, what did I finish? Sun- Sunday. Oh. Was Sunday. No, yeah, it was Sunday. Mhm. Uh, it's been a pretty hectic few days for us. Um, I finished Jessica Jones season three, so I'm like finally done with the entire like Marvel Netflix lineup. Oh really? And it wasn't bad. Hmm. Like, you actually really got to see... Like, it took a much more darker turn, and you actually got to see, like, the detective Jessica Jones. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like, doing some really, like, detective work. She was, um... Yeah, she was tracking down a uh, serial killer named uh, Gregory Salinger. Mm Mm-hmm. Who, if you met, if you recognize the uh, his real name, is actually a fool killer. One of the char- one of the uh, personas of fool killer. Fool killer, the character had like four different personas. Mm-hmm. Um, four people that took on that identity, took on that mantle. Yep. So, and then she actually had the help of whose name I don't re- I don't really um, have on me right now. Like as you can see, I got my notes on envelope. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, he was actually, um, was it Mind Wave? So he would actually, like, read people. He's able to tell if people are good or bad by getting headaches. And then it also picks up from when um, when uh, Patsy Walker, remember, she at the end of season two, she ended up getting superpowers as well. Mm-hmm. But then there's still, like, that tension because she killed Jessica Jones' mother in season two. Yep. But then eventually they meet up and then they actually ta- they have to track down this uh, very smart serial killer 
which is Gregory Salinger, and a lot does go down. I can't spoil it for you. And then at the end, like the twist at the end, you just be like, oh, okay. Like you kind of see it coming, but it was well, it was well done. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So like, honestly, just catch up, catch up with it. Finish the Marvel Netflix series, you know, with your head high. Now I got to move on to, to the teenage stuff, mm. which is Runaways and um, Cloak and Dagger. So I'll be ready when, you know, WandaVision and all that all that other stuff comes up. Mm. Yes, yeah, you're right, Gary. Season 3 was that they had a different feel to it. And you're yeah. just like, it's like watching a graphic episode of SVU. Oh, okay. Interesting. All right, so like, yeah. like and Mike Coulter makes a little, Luke Cage makes a little cameo appearance in it, so we're like, good shit. Nice. Okay, okay. So yeah, that I enjoyed. And then also, if you've been following my uh, social medias, my uh, Instagram mainly, at MrBird1027, I have taken part in a challenge by uh, Marvel artist Tom Scioli. Mm-hmm. Forgive me if I butcher his name, but it's called Jacktober. So every day, he has the characters already listed. We posted it on our Codex on our Codex Prime page, mm-hmm. and you have to draw and post like that character that day. Hmm. Okay. That's so a- so far, I have done Hulk. Hulk was the first one, and these are all in. They're all tributes to Jack Kirby, mm. and these are all of his like creation, all of his creations and artwork mr t just happens to be on the list which is weird like i had to google it I'm like okay he just kind of drew mr t in a comic strip huh. and it's also to promote his um the book that he has called excuse me for one second because i didn't delete the the list okay his uh new book jack kirby the epic life of the king of comics hmm so I think it's just, I think it's just a biography of Jack Kirby, and so far the pick um, drawings that I have done are Hulk, Silver Surfer, Thing, Captain America, Thor, and Galactus. Nice. Okay. Yeah, putting in that work. Yeah, it's a good way. It's. It's good for me because I've been wanting to draw something, but it's been like a long time, and I try to like um, spread apart like my drawings on my on my Instagram. But with this challenge, I'm like, you know, why not? Let me get back get back into the groove of things. As you can see, I'm holding my stylus right now. So. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of fun. It's definitely a lot of fun. Nice. Like, I'm 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 enjoying myself doing. Um, doing this and it's challenging too because there was some characters i see on this that i saw on the list that i never heard of mm-hmm. like tomorrow's character is sleeper mm-hmm. who was a one-time captain america villain way back way back when like i don't even think like he's even been like redone in any of the modern issues at all but yeah i finished it it'll be up tomorrow sometime maybe tomorrow morning okay but, um Season one of Runaways was really good, but season was all over the place. Kinda, yeah, I do remember season one. Mm. And two wasn't bad either, as you saw some character development, but I gotta see what three has to has to uh, deliver. But um, also, um, you know what? 
I know everybody shits on WWE, but their documentary game is on point. It is, yeah. Because before um, Clash of Champions, I watched the the twenty four well the chron the Chronicle of Jay Uso, mm, which I actually enjoyed because Jay Uso, he's the younger twin. Okay. Of the Usos, they're nine minutes apart. Oh yeah, okay. Nine minutes, but yet they were born on technically different days. Hmm. Oh, like they were born like around midnight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's and it's like, yo, this is finally like my time to shine, and we, you know, I've always been like, which one are you? Like, still mm. to this day, I can't tell the difference between the two. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> And, but it's like, all right, you're going to know who Jay Uso is now. Mm-hmm. And then watching the match at Clash of Champions the following night, like the following night, mm. it was a really good payoff. Like everybody got over in that match. Yeah, they did. Like everybody who was involved. Yeah. Probably one of Roman's best matches ever. I'll say so. Like I'll say, like from a storytelling perspective, I'll say that's definitely Roman's best match. Storytelling. Mm. He's like he like he he kept telling him like call acknowledge me as your tribal chief. I'm the head of the table. I want you to say it. And he was like, not today. Not today. Not today, use. Like had him they looking in the camera. Yup, they they worked the camera and every and like. And everything, and especially, and it tells the story of like, listen, this is family, you know. Even Roman's like, listen, I don't want to have to do this to you, hmm. but I will. Yep. And Jay's like, no, you're gonna know who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, this is. It tells the story from the porch to the pay per view, because mm. he used to tell the story where they lived in like the same apartment building, but they were like right next to each other. So, like, he would just, like, bang on the wall, and then they would meet up on the porch and just talk wrestling. Mm-hmm. Which explains, you know, from, we listen, we came up together. We came from the porch to the pay-per-view. Roman might as well have just been, like, the third twin. Yeah. You know, so that match told that story. I haven't really watched SmackDown because it's on Fridays, and I'm usually kind of, like, doing stuff on Fridays, but... um it it was a great match and the documentary like really helped tell the story of that match mm. and it was very well paid off and I was a little behind on this WWE uh, 24 this episode of 24 but it was about Edge and mm. his return mm-hmm. from this year's Royal Rumble mm. and still to this day like Months and months later, I just randomly go on YouTube and watch his, watch Edge's return. Yeah, that pop, man. Oof. Just the pop, but then now you see everything behind there, all the work that he had to get, he had to get there because it just started with, all right, I'm gonna make an appearance here and there, but then it started from when he speared Elias, mm-hmm. and he's like, I felt fine. So he started. He went in, started taking impact tests, and then nine years later, they just like, "You're clear." Mm. And this, and he explains like, "Yeah, I know. Like, I so many wrestlers wish that they could go out the way I did, 
like he retired as champion. Everything he accomplished so much, but it's like he still felt like it was just taken away from him. Hmm. So hmm. now that like, he's back, he feels like he can just go out on his own terms. Oh yeah. And all that, but everything leading up to it, it was just like it gave me like it made me really appreciate that. Even though I enjoy that moment, it made me appreciate it even more. As a matter of fact, I was on my way to work. I just started bumping Metalingus. Yeah, you think you the know. The studio man. version <laughs> and the live version. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorite uh, entrance themes. You think you know me. <laughs> oh, yeah. You think, yeah, you yeah. And, um, and, NXT 20, and NXT 31, which was a really good show. You know, I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. You will enjoy it. I think I will. Yeah, because I because I've been uh, trying to catch up with uh, G One. Um, right. Yeah, but but I'll definitely uh, get a, a take a, a gander at Takeover Thirty One. No, no. Honestly, make the time make the time to sit down to sit and watch it. It's you know with so many missing pieces of. NXT, like, the DNA of the NXT TakeOver that we have gotten used to, you know, the live crowds, yep. the, um, you know, Mauro Ronaldo for one. Mm, yeah. He, it's still, it was, it, like, it was still a very enjoyable show. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're gonna say, if you're gonna say anything bad about it, you're literally just either trolling or nitpicking for the sake of nitpicking and trolling. Because, mm. yeah. like, all the matches were good. I even listened to Busted Open the next day, and even Bully was like, either the match was great mm. or the match was good. Yeah. And that's all five matches. Mm. Yeah, I know. I know TakeOver has, has, been, has always been consistent. Like, like even, like, the quote-unquote worst TakeOver shows were still pretty good. And that's like the right. that's like the worst criticism you can levy against a takeover show. It was pretty good. Yeah, and then not to mention how they redid the they redid the performance center. Mm-hmm. So it's now like you know how the main roster has the Thunderdome. Yeah. Well, Triple H, who's always been, who's always been like an, a wrestling historian, mm-hmm. it's now the Capital Wrestling Center. Oh. With the CWC logo. Okay. In tribute yeah. to the Capital Wrestling Corporation where this all began. Nice little uh montage. I like that. And it looks like that it it looks like that it's like a square Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. But they actually do have live dance in there. Everybody's required to wear masks. Mm-hmm. Um so you get that live crowd reaction. You still get, you know, that Thunderdome feel don't necessarily need the input crowd crowd noise. I think it would have helped it just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like as far as just sound it, you know, yeah. for sound wise, for TV production wise. Yeah. But all in all, it was probably like the bet. It was probably one of the best shows this year, especially like in this COVID era. Era mm-hmm. with NXT because you have to admit NXT took a bit of a hit with COVID. Yeah, they really did. Yeah. So it's like the quality wasn't as wasn't as good because of the fact of, of because of the lack of a crowd. Mm-hmm. But 
this, like, this, this one is like they made up for it. Okay. They made up for it. Honestly, I really think you, you will enjoy it, especially mm. that main event. Oh, yeah, Balor versus uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Listen, this was Kyle's coming out party. Okay. Yeah. He came out. Yeah. I I, I want to see that because I know, if I remember, I think Kyle O'Reilly was a former ROH world champion. Um, I think so. Brian Brian would know. Brian kept up with ROH more. I'm a a casual ROH fan, but... Yeah, but but I do I do want to see that just for the main event alone. So, yeah. but yeah, I'll definitely make time for it. That and um, now I just thought about this too. Uh, this past week's um, I know you're not you're not too much of a fan of him, but I know I noticed you kind of do like his personality pieces that he does. But this week's this past week's something to wrestle. Mm-hmm. Rick Martel. Oh, okay, the model. Man, that honestly, you know, fans our age pretty much just know him from like our earliest memories of him are the model. Mm-hmm. You know, his model years. Yeah. If you, depending on what what year you were born, you'll probably remember the Can Am Connection or uh, Strike Force. But he mm-hmm. was very well accomplished way before the WWE. Mm. Okay. You know, uh, actually running the, help running, uh, running the uh, Montreal Territory. He was headlining in New Zealand. And he started off literally as just a replacement because he had an older brother who actually died in the ring. Um, and he's like, listen, we need some, we, somebody in the territory is missing. We need somebody to fill in. Okay, my brother just started. He threw him in, and it was just off to the races. He quit school. He quit school and just kept, and he's, and it, he just pretty much kept going. But one interesting fact too was Rick actually took between you know the um, Strike Force, you know his time with Strike Force, and then when he became the model. Mm-hmm. He took some time off, and when he came back, he's like, "All right, we need to, you know, reinvent you. Let's, you know, let's do something." He said, and Vince actually said, "I mean, um, Rick actually said, I want to be a heel. If you don't make me a heel, I'm leaving." Well, okay, so he knew what he wanted. Yeah. Cause and it was he was always better as a baby face because they always saw him as better as a baby face with Bruce said Bruce says but he was like yeah they did talk about the uh, blindfold the blind um, when he blinded Jake the Snake and uh, the blindfold match that led up to you know everything that led up to that but yeah he was just like and they was like all right let's just let's try this out and the model worked he told me like what he revealed what was inside arrogance. Mm-hmm. Oh, what was it? <laughs> Water in a very little bit of actual cologne, like brute cologne. Oh, okay. Well, because you need it, because you need, of course, you know, you're going to spray it in like your opponent's eyes or something, so it's like yeah. light, mm-hmm. but you wanted to have some type of scent mm-hmm. for the people that are around ringside. Oh, that's true. So yeah. they can you actually get, so they can think like he's actually spraying 
Paragon's Paragon's cologne in their eyes. So, um, mm. yeah, that was very that was very interesting. And then um, it talked about his time where he um, when he was actually like towards the end of his career when he was in WCW and ended up having to retire due three. First initial injury was by Booker T. Then the second one that really like <laughs> that really knocked it out was Stevie Ray. I'm like, God damn it, God damn. damn. Wow. Yeah, like he has no ill will of him. Like he's a, he's in a good like he's in a good space. Um obviously, you know, his last appearance was at Vengeance Night of Champions. We all know what what was so really what was so famous about that event. But that was mm-hmm. his appearance. He did show up. I mean, I, he did wrestle his last match. I want to say I, in a, in, on an indie show, and I, I want to say back in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, it was just some one-off indie show. But right now, he's just doesn't really want nothing to do with the wrestling business. Like he's not bitter, mm-hmm. but he's uh like he's into commercial real estate. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's just where his that's just where his focus is on, like. Like he has no, like he's completely just happy where he's at. He doesn't hate anybody in the business per se. It's just that it's like, all right, I'm just kind of done with this this part of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm moving on. I'm doing my thing with commercial real estate. Yep. And that's it. But he's like, you, you, we'll get him in. He's like, he'll be in the Hall of Fame soon, which it's well deserved, even for like. Like I say, even even if you know him for just the model, mm. but so for before mm. that, like he was actually AWA champion and he hated it. He did not like working for Vern Gagne. Oh wow! <laughs> Wonder why. Like he legit hated it. I'm like, dude, you're the top guy. Like, what's mm. there not to hate of one mm. of the top three companies at that time? And he was like, ah, he just he hated it. He was got he was like this close to going back to Vince Senior, but. Well, it was either Vince Jr. or Vince Jr. It was around that time. It was around that tra- transitional time. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, you know what? They're giving me a shot at being a top guy. So I'm going to take it, see where it lands me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just during that time, he just hated working for AWA. He hated working for Vern Gagne. Oh, dang. Hey, you know, sometimes, sometimes if you're at the top, sometimes all those glitters ain't gold. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, of course, they had to call it Audible because they had one that I was really looking forward to um, listening to. Mm-hmm. And it was Captain Lou Albano. So they, uh, because of the Audible that they had to call, um, they're going to put that, they're going to put it on the shelf for now. But he actually ran a good, li- they ran like a good listing of um, of shows that they're going to be doing mm-hmm. in, in, in November. Mm-hmm. They're gonna do Eddie Guerrero again. Oh really? Yeah, because it's gonna mock the 15 year anniversary. No, is it 15 years? 10. Yeah, yeah, because he died in uh, 2005. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 15 year anniversary. Dang man, Oof. I still remember that like like it was yesterday. Ah, uh, me too. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. One of the greats. Yeah, but yeah, that's it. I can pretty much say I finished Streets of Rage 4. I, co- I unlocked 
all the characters, like all the old school characters, all from Streets of Rage 1, 2, and 3. Nice. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of about it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, doing, doing things, watching things, I see. Um, yeah, and, and I and I also I also do like your uh, drawings for the Jack Tober challenge. Yeah, some good stuff right there, man. You're yeah, you got appreciate it. Yeah, got talent, man. Um, I'll be, honestly, I post it, I'll be happy with it, and then like a couple of days later, I hmm. see it, and my girl like, well, my girl kind of like gets annoyed about me when I do this, but like I'll see something, and I'm like, oh, I fucking hate this thing. <laughs> oh yeah. Yo, when it comes to my art, I'm my work, my own like I'm my, I'm my own worst critic. Like if I see like an eye is off, then I'm just like, yeah, I fucked it up. And then now, like if I look at it again, I'll be like fixated on that eye, and I'm just like, I, I'm like that is awful. <laughs> well, you don't want to be like George Lucas, and they're like, oh, I, I need to go back and change it, and then you do it. No, like, I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't yeah. touch it at all because somebody would appreciate it. But oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. You know, every every piece has its own story. You know, you know. Like I drew a penny, I drew a Pennywise for her. Like, pro- honestly, literally a day before, like a day before, like I found out about the challenge, mm-hmm. and. The same thing, like, two days later, like, I looked at it, and I was just like, oh, this is off. <laughs> <laughs> and now I can't look at it. This, like, it depends on, I have to show you the picture, mm. but I can't, it's on my iPad, but, um, and I'm talking to you on, I'm talking to you on iPad, mm. but if you look at it from a certain angle, you're like, oh, okay, I see how you did it, but then if you look at it another, you're like, oh. Okay, I see what. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, sometimes when you when you've got that eye, you know, there's always something you could you could improve or, you know, but you know, sometimes you gotta let pieces be, you know. Um, and, and that's what I do because, because I think because like I said the George Lucas thing, like you said the George Lucas thing, like I feel like if I touch it, mm-hmm. I'll mess it up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and George look well. We know what he did with with the with the original trilogy. Uh, oh God, the original trilogy. Yeah, Han always uh, shot first. That, yeah, we're just gonna leave it at that. Okay, um, I still got the I still got the specialized editions in here. Yep, that's the that that's the real version. That's the way to go. Um, oh, I'm also looking at the comments here uh, from earlier. Uh, uh, Gary, Gary Threat. Uh, Husky Hero says that I tell Aaron Ferguson to call me the Tribal Chief, um, the Husky Tribal Chief. <laughs> Aaron says, "Not Please today, Oos. <laughs> Not today, Oos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I love Pop. Yeah, I love Pops too. <laughs> and I gotta I mean, watch Cobra Kai. They just did an episode on that. Yo, <laughs> listen to Pops too. Yo, shout outs to AK <laughs> and Stuber. <laughs> They just did. They did an episode of Pops Do. I mean, uh, they did an episode dedicated to Cobra Kai, and okay. apparently that's that's what's on the hype train right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so, like I haven't, I haven't seen like I've only seen the first Karate Kid, but I haven't seen that since I was a kid. So yeah, exactly, that's why yeah. I, that's why I was afraid to watch it. I don't know if you really 
if you need to watch it, and it's been on TV during quarantine, because like I said, working in the group homes, mm -hmm. there's a lot of movies, you know, we watch a lot of movies. Mm. Yeah. And they're just randomly on, but yet, you know, they're on in the background, because I'm, I'm busy, like, working and stuff. So you don't, I can't really like sit down and pay attention to them, mm. but um, I don't know. Like, com somebody comment. Do you need to watch the first three to watch it, or you can actually still get by and go off a of vague memory? Yeah, and uh, do you need to watch the next Karate Kid with Hilary Swank to get into Cobra Kai? <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> Good gravy. Uh, you you know what? Speaking of Karate. The one with Jaden Smith was actually I actually have it on Blu-ray. That's a that's actually a good one. I heard heard good things about that. It was with him and Jackie Chan. Yeah. 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 I heard I heard good things about that Karate Kid uh, uh, reboot. Yeah. Like I actually enjoy I actually do enjoy that one. Hmm. Interesting indeed. Yeah. You know. You know. I mean, maybe I'll give Cobra Kai a shot. You know. Yeah. Once. But I'd have to revisit the first Karate Kid just to like get in that that mind space. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Aaron, Aaron says in response, uh, we don't talk about those updated Star Wars movies. Uh, they weren't updates; they were downgrades. But yes, we don't talk about them at all. Um, uh, and uh, and you know, I was thinking back to that Roman Reigns uh, Jey Uso match. Uh, watching that match, I was like, damn, man. Yo, Ray, Roman Reigns is beating Jey Uso as, just as if Jey Uso dialed 1-900-909-9800 without his parents' permission. And Roman Reigns found a $200 That's phone Jay. bill. Why you do that? He, Roman Reigns found a $200 phone bill in the mail. And, well, Jey Uso paid the price for it. <laughs> That's not nice. Uh, That's not nice. I, 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 I know. <laughs> so, I know what you did there. I, I, I see what you did there. <laughs> Oh, That's man. not. It's funny, but it's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, not on. This podcast ain't on right now. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just had to give our our UWO brothers a shout. You know, shout out to Kyle Chapman. Um, and also in reference to the next Karate Kid, uh, Aaron says the one with Hillary Swank never happened. <laughs> um, and Aaron says you don't need to see all three movies to enjoy Cobra Kai. Okay. All right. Great. Cool. Yeah. Um. You know that. Yeah, man. Just speaking of karate, I was I was thinking like there was there was a movie there was a movie that um that I that I recommend seeing that's kind of it's it's not it's not like a kung fu movie, but it just, it just makes me think of this other movie that takes place in a dojo. Um. It's called The Art of Self Defense. Yeah. You ever heard of it? It's with it came. Yeah. It came out last year. It was with uh, Jesse Eisenberg, and um Riley Q Kyo. I think that's how you pronounce her name, and um, Alessandro Nivola. Like it's it's it's, it's an interesting interesting movie. Like uh, Jesse Eisenberg, he's this ki he's this guy who gets jumped, he gets mugged by a bunch of bikers, and then like he goes to this dojo dojo to learn self defense, um, and, he's, and he's very meek and timid. And then the dojo the the sensei is played by Alessandro Nivola, and he's like this kind of like a like a hyper masculine douchebag. He's like, oh, this is what a real man does. This is how a real man acts. And it's kind of like a satire on like masculinity. Um, it kind of kind of made, kind of made me think about that um, you know, when I'm thinking about kung fu. But it's it's actually a good movie, and it's actually kind of talking about yeah. since we're on like the the subject of '90s karate movies. 
Yeah. I got a classic right here. Oh, what's up? Sidekicks. Sidekicks? Sidekicks. You don't remember sidekicks. Wait, sidekicks. Was that did, did that was that about like uh, like a group of kids? And they were, no. Cause I feel like, cause I know, cause I'm thinking three ninjas. And I feel like there was a. Rip- oh no, three ninjas was greatness, except for the one with Hulk Hogan and Knuckle Up. Those oh. two never happened. Yeah, no. But first three ninjas and Kickback. Yeah. Greatness. Oh yeah, those were those were those were fun childhood movies back in the nineties. When we had if a girl, if you're dating a girl, and if she doesn't know that Rocky loves Emily. She's too young for you. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, but yeah, you don't remember sidekicks? I'm waiting to see if Aaron Ferguson remembers it. I know yeah. he remembers sidekicks. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look this up on my phone because it, it sounds familiar. For some reason, I'm, I was when you when you said sidekicks, I was thinking about like, wasn't there a movie that ripped off Three Ninjas that was about a group of kids who did kung fu? Or, or maybe maybe I'm misre- misremembering like you know like the whole like Sin- did Sinbad do a genie movie type deal? Um, let me no, see. Sidekicks was Sidekicks was with, was with um, Chuck Norris and Jonathan something. Let me see. Where's my IMDb app? Okay, here we go. Jonathan something. Yep, there you go. Sidekicks was a shit. Yeah. Okay, sidekicks. Um, yeah, I, he, I know the kid. Killed, the kid actually, like the actor, he actually like killed himself. Oh, but um, John, Jonathan something. But yeah, he used to like have these date. He was getting picked out in school, and he would have these daydreams. He's he started taking karate, and he started he was having these dreams mm-hmm. that he was Chuck Norris' sidekick. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he's in a tournament. And he's fighting alongside Chuck Norris. Oh wow! Yeah, I think yeah. I was I was just Jonathan looking... Brandis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was just looking it up on IMDb. Like I vaguely remember it. Um, I I may or may not have seen it, but yeah. But yeah, I know what you're talking. I know what you're talking about. Oh man, Sidekicks was greatness. I said Three Ninjas. Loved Three Ninjas. Yeah. The yeah. first two Three Ninjas. <laughs> Yeah, the Hogan one was, you know, well, it's what, it's what, what I had never seen it, and it never existed. Yeah, yeah, I, I can agree with that, you know. Yeah, I remember my, I remember arguing with my friend, with a friend of mine, and he was like, yeah, I hated Three Ninjas. They never got hit. Like, <laughs> a grown man is not going to necessarily hit a little kid. Nah. <laughs> Which is complete bullshit, because, like, I don't give a damn how much karate you know. Mm. If I catch you, I'm whooping your ass. <laughs> oh, man. man. Sequest. Oh. Sequest? I don't remember Sequest. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember. It was like a, it was like basically Star Trek Under the Sea. It was with Roy Scheider. And uh, Mark Hamill was in like one episode, as far as, far as I remember. You know, I, I mean, the, the concept was cool, but that's all I can really say about the show. <laughs> <laughs> And there was a to- oh oh yeah and there was a talking dolphin I remember that too. Yeah. So. Listen, you see a drum playing octopus, you know, it should be good. Hey, Aquaman! Hey, Aquaman's the shit. <laughs> um, although they should re- they should replace the actress who plays Mera. Yeah, you know, we won't speak of her name. Um, I didn't even see it. I still haven't seen the movie. 
Aquaman, it's a, it's a fun movie. It, it really, I don't know. I feel like once I see the drum playing octopus, I'll just turn it off. It's only like it's literally just like two seconds. It's like a throwaway. Yeah. And then <laughs> I'm just like, oh, here it is. I mean, like what else is on? I mean, Aquaman is worth is worth it because it, it 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 like it takes itself seriously, but it doesn't take itself too seriously. Like it knows when to lean into the corniness. Like, like the scene where Patrick Wilson says, and I will declare myself the ocean master. I was like, I'm with you, movie. This is corny. He said that. He, he said that. He said that with conviction. He damn near looked in the camera when he said it. And I said, you know what, movie? I am with you. I'm t- I, am, I am riding this corny train all the way to the end. And it was worth it. I will put that in the same category as like a turd in the wind sure but you know what but you know what when he when patrick wilson declared himself to be the ocean master i said yes yes movie you are hitting the right note of an aquaman i understand movie. why you love steve i understand why you love margo mcmichael so much listen st- listen steve listen I, like i said like like we have established on the show you know, Steve Mongo McMichael was the greatest four horsemen of all time. He made that group relevant. He carried the Nature Boy. He carried Chris Benoit. Or, or actually, Chris Benoit. Um, he carried Dean Malenko. He also carried... What's that? Mongo Monday. What's that boy's name in AEW? He, he, he's, with, he's with that Cody fella. Um, Arn Anderson, yeah, he he carried him too, so so there you go. So so you we should all say you're welcome. We should we should all say thank you, Steve Mongo McMichael, the greatest WCW United States Heavyweight Champion of all time. Thank you for making the Four Horsemen relevant. And he would say, "Why you're welcome." I will make sure Brian. I will make sure I relay this message to Brian and Ronaldi. <laughs> but AK brought up one of the greatest movies. Of all time. I'm actually mad I don't even have it in my collection. Only the Strong with Mark DeCascos. I have never heard of Only the Strong. Listen, <laughs> Only the Strong has influenced generations, including myself, to practice capoeira. Oh, it's, okay. Was this a movie that like brought capoeira to the mainstream here? You can say that. But IMDb straight trashed it. Oh, I gotta look this up. So only the strong, okay. Not IMDb Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I think it. I think it literally got like ten percent, and I'm just being generous. <laughs> like it's just a typical. It's a typical formula. Dude goes back to his army brat, army uh, guy in the army who he spends time in the army in Brazil, stationed mm-hmm. in Brazil, learns capoeira. Goes back to his uh, high school that's just destroyed mm-hmm. by inner city youth, by inner city uh, gangs and stuff. Takes youth, teaches them capoeira, and all of a sudden they get good grades. They fight off the gangs. Yeah. Graduate high school. You know what? That makes sense. You know how, how how did that movie not be nominated for an Oscar? I don't know why. It's fucking bullshit. Oh, because everybody in everybody all. Oh, Everybody in the academy has a bunch of sticks up their ass. Yes, <laughs> I said it. Hey, I mean, I mean, there are many issues I have with the Oscars, uh, but uh, 
but 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 yeah, I, I, there's some there's some truth there. Well, I'm, pull, I'm pulling up the IM not IMDb Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes for only the strong. The the page. Let me see. Is it loading on my phone? It's Dangerous Minds with Karate. Yeah, yeah. It's capoeira, not karate. Capoeira. Uh, dangerous I Minds. Mean, one time pre- is a one time practice. I used to practice capoeira. I wish I could get back into it. I was like, I used to have a lot of fun. You know how to play the bid and bow and everything. Mm. Um, but yeah, only the strong was fire. Simple storyline and stuff, but it was fire. Okay. Yeah, I'm just. I'm What's try- the Ryan Tomato score? Yeah, I'm trying to pull it up uh, right now, but my phone's up being well. The page is being all wonky here. Hold on. Only the strong. From like 1993. Yep. Okay, let's see. As it's loading here, uh, only the strong has received on Rotten Tomatoes eight percent. Eight percent. Okay, an eight percent eight percent tomato meter from 13 reviews, but. It does have an audience score of 77%. There we go. See, fuck the critic. Fuck the sticks up the ass. Fuck them with their sticks up the ass. Wow, that's cool. That's graphic, but... Yeah, it was. Only the strong was the shit. Hey, I mean, I'll, maybe it's one of those movies that if it's available for streaming somewhere for free, maybe I'll give it a shot if I'm super bored. Oh, I'll buy the shit out of that movie. I don't give a damn. I mean, I mean... The you... soundtrack, too. Oh, the soundtrack was good. All right, and and it's not even like because it it um with Capoeira, you know, they practice it to music, so they kind of just like modernize like traditional uh, Brazilian Capoeira music. But mm. they actually and they actually have some like traditional uh, Capoeira music in there. I think like one track really, but okay. I used to have the soundtrack. What the hell I did with it? I don't oh. remember. I need to find it. Yeah, hopefully it's on Spotify. Yeah, no, oh my god. Mm. It's a wrap if it is. Or, or any of them streaming services. I also use Apple Music. Mm. Um, I'm actually trying to like stroll through, look through my mental Rolodex for cheesy 90s. Oh god, Double Dragon. Oh, Double Dragon. I think that's streaming somewhere. Um, yeah, the Double Dragon movie. Good lord. I remember there was a cartoon show. Uh, the cartoon came... was dope. It, 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 was it? Was it, though? I enjoyed it. As a kid, As a kid, I enjoyed it. I'm sure it did not age at all. I'm pretty sure it didn't, no. I remember there was a video. There was a fighting game that was based on the cartoon show. No, the cartoon was based on the video game. It was the video game first. No, no, no. I, I know that, but like there was a there was an actual fighting game for the Super Nintendo um, that was based on the Double Dragon cartoon. Huh. Yeah. So the same character models and everything. Like I was like, oh okay. Surf ninjas, I didn't like. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> Surf ninjas. <laughs> Good. Look, there was there were some corny concepts like back in the nineties, man. It didn't take much. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, when we were kids, like, we didn't have any taste. What, what did we know? Like, if we saw, oh, we saw karate, we saw surfing. Like, you put karate with anything, and and it'd be watchable. Like, I don't know, karate with nuns. We'd sit and we would sit and watch it. Yeah, 
you know? Only the Strong's on YouTube? Good shit. Damn, yo. I know what I'm watching this I'm week. With it. <laughs> I'm with it. Honestly, that's going to be my go-to-sleep movie tonight. <laughs> oh, man. Looks like I know what I'm watching this week. Uh, oh, my God. I would love to hear Victory Blue. I would love to hear you review that movie. Oh man! I mean, Dangerous Minds with Capoeira. I mean, that's a that's a winning concept. It is. It is. I mean, wow. First of all, don't sleep on Dangerous Minds. That soundtrack was fire. It was. Yeah, that's when Coolio Gangsta's Paradise. Oh my god! And I thought I was Gangsta's fuck singing that damn song. <laughs> when you I, mean, you, I mean, you remember the video with the sweaty LV on the chorus? You know, ah. Uh. Yeah, with, with all the mist blowing it, blowing in his face in the video, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, of course, weird out the, the parody of it, Amish Paradise. Yeah, yep. Uh, that was great. So, so, so much, so much greatness back in the nineties. Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of courtiness, man. That we look at, we look back at it now, and it's like, man, wow, the the nineties, man. They, they just like. Threw threw everything at the wall and saw what stuck. <laughs> yeah, and they just put it together. But you know what? Kudos to them because they made some. They just made shit work. They did, you know. Um, you know, it's, I mean, some of some of it doesn't hold up, like Space Jam, as we've established on the show. Space Jam is greatness. It's really We're not. We're not gonna get into that, but Space Jam is greatness. Nah, nah, it's yeah. not. Speaking of which, and I'm just looking at the movie. Did you ever end up watching Soul Man yet? No, I have not seen Soul Man yet with Samuel L. Jackson and Bernie Mac. Oh my god, like the use of the word mother. You are just depriving yourself. Nah, yeah, I mean like those those two were, you know, Bernie Mac, yeah, you know, he used motherfucker like like it was an art form. Like it was a noun, it was a verb, it was an adjective, you know, it was a prefix, a suffix. And they used it in every context. <laughs> and it just puts a smile on my face. And it just puts a smile on my face. I mean, just like, oh, my God. And then the greatest movie line of all time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh the one that's been memed. Fuck them kids. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Still freaking cracks me up to this day. And, oh, my God. Uh, but that's all we can say. I, I think that's all I can just say is the mm. fucking 90s. Yeah. The 90s. Huh, what a time. What a time. Yeah. Yeah. But, <sighs> but yeah, man. Anything else uh, yeah. on the menu? That is, that is it. It's a pretty light show. It's a pretty light show this week. Uh, hopefully, I got something more. Like I'm still playing event. I'm still playing Avengers. I did stop for like a little while, mm-hmm. um, especially with you know a lot of stuff that's been going on on my end. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I'm like almost done with the main campaign. Like now, I I officially unlock all the Avengers, and the way they unlock Captain America was pretty cool. So mm-hmm. Avengers is actually. Excuse me. It's actually a pretty fun game. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, well, maybe I'll maybe I'll check it out once it you know goes on a deep deep sale, you know. Right. Dude, the last Guardian was on sale for ten bucks. Yeah, I was I was like, nah, I'm good. I can save my money. <laughs> ten bucks. 
It's legit ten bucks. That's that's not even that. That's a meal. It is. It's basically a whole sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe like I, I got, I've got a couple other games on the menu. Like I just finished The Outer Worlds, um, right. like a couple weeks ago. I'm playing through Metro uh, Exodus. Um, uh, this weekend I'm I'm planning on buying Ghost of Tsushima, Ghost of Tsushima, um, so I can finally play yes! that. Yeah, so I can finally play that, and then uh, next month, like mid November, I forget the exact date. There's Cyberpunk 2077. Yes. Yep. And uh, I'm gonna strap my I'm gonna strap my girl to a, I'm gonna strap my girl to a chair and just watch it and just make her wa- make her watch me play it. Oh, Cyberpunk. Yeah. yeah. So she can see the greatness. It's, it's that a, is a fun. Yeah. Keanu Reeves. Yes, Keanu Reeves, the global icon, the national treasure. Yes, your favorite actor's favorite actor, Mr. Keanu Reeves. Excuse me, excuse me, Mr. Keanu Reeves. Yes, yes, we address him as Mr. Keanu Reeves. He blessed us with the John Wick. Okay, he didn't have to do. He didn't have to do it, but through his grace and mercy, he blessed us poor masses. With three John Wick movies, and he's gonna bless us with a fourth. You know, yeah. I, I, you know, once 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 COVID, you know, is eliminated. But you know, oh, and speaking of Keanu Reeves, I I do gotta re, I do gotta revisit the Bill and Ted movie so I can watch the new one that came out, Bill and Ted Face the Music, which actually got pretty good reviews. Really? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah it's, it's it's a it's a critic's darling. But I'm, I'm a, I say I just say it with smiles and stuff like you just got you can't help but smile. It's Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah. I mean to to hate on Keanu Reeves, it's like there there must be something empty in 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 your life in 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 your soul, something that you know you know something that you were robbed uh, from you know you know perhaps perhaps years ago that. You know, you maybe 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 you're maybe you're just allergic to joy, if you don't like Mr. Keanu Reeves, if you do not see the greatness of Mr. Johnny Utah in Point Break, okay? If the the the, the man that gave us that even went out of his way and gave us a Shakespearean performance in Much Ado About Nothing with Denzel Washington. I mean, you you take one look at Keanu Reeves' performance in Much Ado About Nothing, and you try to watch it with a straight face without cracking without cracking out crack, cracking up laughing. All right. I I watched it. I, I watched it. I actually watched it in English class. Yeah. They gave us a paper about. They gave us a paper about it, and he was like, "All right." Then the last question, I'll never forget this. Yeah. So, what does? the actual plot of the movie have to do with the title? Hmm. Nothing. And I answered, much ado about nothing. <laughs> there you go. There it is. Yes. Uh, oh, man. But you ready to get out of here? Yes. Uh, yep. Ready to wrap things up here. Uh, let me see. Thanks to, thanks to, uh, you know, Aaron Ferguson, you know, at uh, Husky Hero joining us in the chat um and uh yeah you can find all you can find all our episodes every week on facebook live every week on tuesday 
Um, you're also on SoundCloud, iTunes, where you can hit us up with a five-star review. Uh, Spotify, catch us on Spotify. Uh, Google Play, and wherever you can find podcasts, we're there. That's right. Also, you can get our merch. Just hit up Crafty Canto Cuts. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. T-shirts, whatever. She can, she can make it. Mask, she got it. Yeah, yes, indeed. And... And you can also follow uh, both of us on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Victor Omoyo. Um, yeah, and on my Instagram, I'm doing uh, you know 31 days of uh, horror horror films because it's October. So every day I'm going to be posting a horror film for my collection or a horror themed whatever for my collection. A video game book. You'll see it. It's going to be cool. I've been saying yeah, I've been following it, and then also you know you can follow me at Mr. Bird 1027. So you can cat you know. Follow me as I try to complete this challenge, this uh, Jack Tober challenge. Uh, I'm having fun with it, so you know. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying it. Give us a, you know, give us a like, a follows, tell a friend, tell a friend, all that good stuff. Yes, absolutely. And uh, yeah, uh, tune in um, next time, um, next week. Maybe we'll have something. Um, we may have some guests uh, show up in, in the coming weeks ahead. Uh, I'll come up with some ideas for some quick tournaments that we can do in one episode. Um, I have a couple ideas that so that we can have some fun with. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, anything else? Carl? All right. All right, that's it. <laughs> all right. So yeah, thank you all for watching. Thank you for listening. As always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.